Hello and welcome to Word for the Day. This is Father Pete Matthews from St. Patrick's Anglican Church in Lexington, Kentucky. And on today's Word for the Day, we continue and in fact, we wrap up our journey through Genesis 1 through 3. And we're at the place where where God is naming curses um, over the serpent and over the man and over the woman. And Quickly, on the content of those curses, we already talked about the serpent in the first sort of um, expression of the gospel when it talks about the woman, um, um, the seed of the woman uh, crushing the serpent, but the serpent bruising the seed's heel, and how that's a, a prophetic word about Jesus coming. Now we're at the curse in, about childbirth and the curse about tending the ground. And a couple key takeaway takeaways from this. Note that the very vocation that God gave humanity to to fill the earth, um, be fruitful, multiply, and to tend the garden and steward creation, now something has come into those to frustrate those realities. That's part of the consequence of sin. Um, so, so we still are image bearers, and we still have those vocations to uh, to join God in completing his creation by filling the earth with people and by stewarding the earth under his lordship um, as those who have dominion. And yet sin has brought frustration in, into that. Um, I think we all experience this it, it, through our work. Um, we find work meaningful and it fulfills a part of who we are as humans. However, um, there's a burden in work. Um, it's great to tend the garden, but we do it by the sweat of our brow. Uh, there's anxiety. There's stress. There's weariness. Um, there's financial challenges. And so sin has brought an upset into the very thing, the very vocation that God gave humanity to rule and reign over him. And of course, as I mentioned before, it brought in the sense of um curving into oneself and needing to protect oneself that yields in the sort of evil that unfolds in Genesis 4 through 11. Some some stark stories um, about the nature of human evil and how it emerges. So with that, let me just tie together the pieces again in these three chapters and kind of say what I think are the, the key theological points to draw from Genesis 1 through 3 and how they serve as a foundation for the rest of the Bible and a foundation to our classical, orthodox, biblical, Christian beliefs. Number one, there's a God, and he is the triune God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Two, um, this God um, is love and and exists and, and acts out of love. So number three, his love overflows in creation. So everything that is not God, whether it is in the spiritual realm or the physical realm, is created by God. Therefore, only God is to be worshipped. Therefore, only God is to be worshipped. And so through Genesis 1 in its uh, liturgical procession through the days of creation, in Genesis 2, that is life in a garden, we see the central purpose, not the only purpose, but the central purpose of creation is to be a temple, a place where humanity and God meet. And God 
brought creation into existence to realize humanity in worship with God. As the biblical story unfolds, by the way, what this susses out to is the church, that that through this calling to the man and the woman, and then God's move through history until the calling of Israel, the the coming of Jesus, and then him building his church, we find that the, find out in Ephesians 1 that this is Christ's body, the fullness of him that fills all in all, and is at the center of God's eternal plan to unite all things, all creation, in Jesus Christ and bring it back to the Father. So that's the purpose of, cre- of creation. And then out of that, we steward creation by exercising dominion, um, but that's a dominion under the Lordship of, of Christ, under the Lordship of God, where we care for and, and use God's world, and we fill the world with people. I didn't mention this before, but this, this is often called the cultural mandate, meaning um, it isn't just go make gardens and go make babies. That's not what this is saying. It's saying um, humanity, um, my vocation for you, as though God's speaking, is to join me in completing, in a sense, the creation. Not bringing things into existence, but taking what I've given you, filling it, um, caring for it, and that all the things that make humans human will emerge. And I want you to flourish in the world. So you will learn to raise crops. You will learn to make art. Uh, You will make music. You'll build communities. You'll build cities. Um, You'll build parks. You'll create families. Um, you'll, you'll discover ways to make the food that I give you in creation so that it tastes better and it's good. And so, so all of life, um, I'm going to let you sort of flourish and fill the earth and create a beautiful human culture. That's God's intention in creation apart from sin ever coming in. And then the next point is that Genesis 3, um, humanity at a point in time in history sinned. Uh, chose to operate independently of God by eating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and that broke humanity's relationship with God. Of course, God's still present in the sense that he causes our existence, makes us exist. exist. That means he's ontologically um, with us, but relationally we're out of communion, and everyone subsequently is born out of communion with God, and that has to be restored by grace. Um. In classical theology, we need grace for two reasons. We need grace because of sin, and we have to be restored. We also need grace because we are natural beings, and there's part of who God is. Or God is supernatural, and we can only know him if he reveals himself to us. Um, But we need grace because of the fall. And the fall has brought um, dire consequences into the world's reality, into human reality, and brought evil into it. And yet we still are bearers of God's image, and we can still um, bring that image to bear. And you see it in people, no matter whether they're religious or Christian or not. But as Christians, in many ways, God's purpose for us is to fully restore that image in Jesus Christ, who is the perfect restoration and expression of the image of God in humanity. A lot more we could say, but those ideas uh, capture, I think, the key things that come out of Genesis 1 through 3, and they become the foundation that set up the whole rest of the Bible. God bless, and have a great day.